Hello, I am Donna Freeman, the founder of Yoga in My School, and this is the Yoga in My School podcast. I appreciate you coming and having a listen. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your comments, and your ratings. It truly is a blessing as it helps others to find us. The purpose of the Yoga in My School podcast is to empower you to share yoga and mindfulness with youth. Through the archives and this episode in particular, I know that you will receive inspiration, knowledge, and tools to help you do so. We also are big fans of building community, and we love finding people who are doing amazing things in the kids' yoga community worldwide. So if you know of someone, or maybe you are someone, who are doing something incredible and you'd like to share it, feel free to reach out. You can email me, Donna, at yoganmyschool.com with ideas for upcoming episodes. Appreciate you listening. Have a wonderful day, and enjoy this episode. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Donna Freeman, the founder of Yoga in My School, and you're listening to the Yoga in My School podcast. We've been broadcasting since 2009, kind of before podcasts were even cool. And uh, it's a pleasure to be able to sit down and spend a little time with you. And thank you so much for listening, everybody who's out there in podcast land and maybe those who are listening live today. I'm broadcasting from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and my guest today is way down in Texas, probably where it's a little bit hotter than it is here. And um, we're going to be talking about fostering positive self-talk in emotional awareness and how important these, these tools are for our children. And, well, never mind the children, for all of us. Um, and I know that in my own life, um, Sometimes I let that, who I call a negative Nelly, I let her kind of take over. And, uh, and when I do, of course, things spiral and it's not as great as it could possibly be. But um, when I can remember that I am in charge and I can choose to be kind to myself, then, um, then life is better. And that's a little bit what we're going to be getting into today. But I wanted to let you know that we have an amazing and incredible giveaway from our guest today, so you'll want to hang out with us and be sure to enter. It's going to run from today, June 7th, 2018, until June 14th. So you've got about a week now to enter for the giveaway, all right? And you can find that. You can enter via my Facebook page, um, Yoga In My School, under the Giveaways tab, or you can enter on the Yoga In My School webpage, uh, website, uh, um, there'll be there'll be a, a place there as well that you can enter as well as on Instagram. So you can um, do you can tag a friend on Instagram, and that is another way that you can enter to for enter to win some books in our great giveaway. All right. Without further ado, uh, let me introduce you to Gabby Garcia. And Gabby is an author of two beautiful books, children's books. She is a teacher. She is a mom, and she is a counselor. And uh, without further ado, we'll let her tell her own story. Hello, Gabby. How are you? Hi, Donna. I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Oh, it's a pleasure. So tell us a little bit about your background. Um, yeah, sure. So I started out my career in education as a teacher, <laughs> as a bilingual teacher. I did that for about four years. So I was sort of, I moved around a little bit 
from pre-K to fourth grade to middle school, trying to figure out um, where, you know, I felt more, most comfortable. And really after that, I knew that um, what, what I really wanted to do was become a counselor. So I went back to graduate school and um, got my master's in educational psychology, and then, and then I went off and was a school counselor, did that for about four years, and then shifted. Um, I continued in the schools. My, uh, my position shifted a little bit. I also um, got licensed in the States. Uh, it's a, an LPC, a licensed professional counselor. Um, and so right around the same time, I shifted positions within the school district that I worked with, um, and I was serving um, specifically students in, who were receiving special education services. And so mm-hmm. I have done that uh, for the last 12 years. And, um, and yeah, I actually took a, a, a big uh, step at the end of this school year, and uh, I left that position, so I'm just going to be doing something completely different now. Uh, I don't know Hmm. exactly what all of that will look like, but um, yeah, so, and then I've spent the last 20 years in the schools um, in different capacities over that time period. I've also, um, uh, let's see, I've, I've done small private practices here and there, and yeah, so that's, that's sort of my professional background. Wonderful. Well, yeah. that's um, yeah. uh, so. What I'm wondering is, how did that? So you've been a teacher, taught bilingually, worked with lots of kids with special needs, mm-hmm. or a counselor, and how did all of that inspire you to write children's books? Um. Yeah. Well, let's see. So when I finished my master's program, I um, like right at the end, I. I um, had started seeing my, my own therapist, and at the same time, I had also started uh, practicing yoga. So um, this was, gosh, maybe 15, 16 years ago. So at the time, you know, yoga wasn't, mm-hmm. there wasn't a yoga studio on every corner like there is now. Um, and it just, it was, it just made me realize, realize how, um how much time I spent in my head. Um, it was really interesting. I remember at one point um, I was sitting with, with my therapist and she was asking me about how I felt and I told her how I felt and she asked me, well, how do you know you feel that? And I just felt really stumped. I was not very connected with the internal experience of the, of the feeling. Like it was very much mm-hmm. coming from my head. And so I you know, when I started practicing yoga, I feel like that just opened up, you know, this whole new inner world and just a whole new experience for me. And so I knew that I wanted to, um, to, to bring that back to the students that I was working with. And I, I, I remember at one point leaving a yoga class and, and having the thought of, okay, wow, this, feels the same when I leave my therapist's office. So just knowing that it felt good or that I feel, you know, I just felt like myself. Mm. So I was, mm-hmm. I wanted to bring that back. Um, I didn't know how to do it. Again, at that point, you couldn't really get 
I mean, I'm sure there were available, but I just maybe didn't know where you could find resources for kids that were, you know, kids yoga wasn't, didn't seem like it was such a, a thing. And, um, I also did some training in somatic experiencing. Yeah, so, I can tell from your books. I can tell. <laughs> like, yep, yeah, you did. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I did. And so, just that. I mean, and I think that was really for me a turning point uh, for my personally and professionally, really, because it gave me such language. Um, and I, yeah, I realized, you know, a lot of the students that I was had from. And, you know, I think we do a really good job of giving them um, an emotional vocabulary, but not so much a sensory Mm -hmm. vocabulary. And so Mm. I I just really wanted to provide that. And so, you know, I have also always, I've always liked to write. I've always, you know, kept notebooks and have written stories, but it was mostly um, what I was reading at the time, so like maybe literary fiction or something. And so it took me a while to figure out, oh, I can, I, I like to write. I work with the kids. I can do this. So I mm-hmm. actually, um, my first book, Listening to My Body, I just created a little mock-up. Like I did the, the artwork and I had the story and I used it with my kids, the students that I worked with for a few years. And then, Interesting. Um, yeah, so I wrote this, I mean, probably like 10 years ago, and then I had, I had a baby, I had my daughter, I, you know, then, you know, life happens. And, <laughs> um, and so once, once things settled down for me as a mama, I thought, you know, I really want to get this out into the world. And so, um, so yeah, so then I worked at, uh, you know, fine-tuning it a little bit and finding an illustrator and then just getting it um, published. Yeah. Well, you make that sound so easy. Just getting it published. Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's I, a whole other topic. I, yes, 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 because I independently published it. So um, I've yeah. done both books that way, and it's been, it's been a real learning for me. Fabulous. Well, let's talk a little bit about that first book, Listening to My Body. And in it, you include these little let's practice portions. They're kind of, you know, there's the storyline and then there's this little let's practice. Um, why mm-hmm. did you feel it was important to provide these practice options throughout what is essentially a, a, a storybook? Um, well, I think uh, I really wanted for, for the kids to get um, – the experiential experience of what was being conveyed in the story. Because really, you know, the, I think the true learning happens when we're able to experience it. You know, I think we've, we've all, or I know I've had the experience of understanding something in my head, but not really fully getting it and, you know, internally. And so I just, yeah. um, I wanted to, 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 I guess, maybe model whatever's being taught and talked about in the story, we can practice it. And then, you know, I also wanted to provide kids, you know, essentially all of those let's practice activities are ways for, uh, you know, for kids to, to slow down, to be mindful, tune into their bodies. Um, and so by the end, really, they, they have a, a menu of activities that they've they've learned 
and can draw from. You know, what I've noticed in working with kids is that a lot of times, you know, if if a child is upset or dysregulated in some way, the the go-to for, for us as adults might be, okay, we'll take a few deep breaths. But they might not want to take the, you know, so that, that might not mm-hmm. be what they, they want or need in that moment. And so, um, so I think it could be really empowering to give kids um, just a menu of experiences that they can try out for themselves and see, okay, this, this really works for me. Because we have that as adults too, right? We have our go-to things that, that we know work for us. Yeah, and for kids, it's for them to experiment with because they probably don't know what works for them yet. <laughs> and and I right. love that in all of this, in all of this, you don't tell them what it is that they're supposed to feel. It's just, hey, how does it feel? Which one is best for you? Is it this way or that way? Do you want to move? Do mm-hmm. you want to sit still? Like, what's going on? Um, and I love that about this book is that it's not there's no assumption about how it's supposed to be. It's just mm-hmm. let's be curious and find out what feels good for you. Right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I like the the bringing in of curiosity. Yeah. All right. So what can kids gain as they begin to listen to their bodies and tune into how, um, you know, that somatic experience, that, that physical, you know, what is actually going on? Um, what can be, what can kids learn about? This? Yeah. Well, I, you know, there's just so so much knowledge there, right? I mean, I think uh, we we can all gain a deeper understanding of our of ourselves and and of our needs, and it can start with something as basic as learning to recognize when uh, for kids, let's say, when they're tired or when they're hungry or when you know they have a lot of energy, and so. As kids are able to to pay attention to those things, you know, and and it doesn't just happen automatically. I think there's usually an an adult with them supporting them with that. But I think um, as kids learn to pay attention to those things, uh, they can um, learn to to care for themselves with kindness, right, rather than just Mm -hmm. sort of pushing through the, let's say the the hungry feeling or the tired feeling or whatever it is. And then, you know, as that begins to build, you know, the the more attuned we we all are to our bodies, the more that, you know, for example, we can go into a a room and let's say pick up on there's tension or, you know, how do I how does my body feel when I'm a, I'm around certain situations or um also not not just tension but like lightness or energy that we might mm-hmm. feel in certain situations so there's just um you know that that gut feeling is really learning to turn it tune into that uh mm-hmm. internal well, I think also, experience yeah, I think also that yeah i think also just knowing that all of those experiences whatever they are are what makes you human whether exactly. it's tension or joy or lightness or darkness or, you know, the myriad, the, the beautiful variety that we have, and it's all welcome, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, so this is what, you know, shame feels like. Okay. All right. Right. Yeah, it's not comfortable, 
um, and, and I don't like it, but this is what it actually feels like. And when I can recognize that and know what it feels like in my body, then I can deal with it in a productive, self-affirming manner. Yeah, and I think also, you know, we kids can learn, okay, this, like for with your example, this is what shame feels like or this is what anxiety feels like. You know, I think most kids are able to then, can then also make the connection of, you know, it doesn't stay around forever. You know, our sensations mm-hmm. shift and change. Our feelings shift and change. So that's part of the process, too. That's part of the experience. Yeah. Yep. Love it. So just also bring into that as well. All right. So let's move on to the second book in your little series here, um, Listening to My Heart. And this is such yeah. an important topic, as I mentioned at the very beginning, this uh, idea of negative self-talk is that we say things to ourselves that we would never say to someone else. Um, right. And in what ways can the words we say to ourselves impact our life? Oh, my goodness. They, I, they just have such a huge impact on our lives. Um, and I think the, the, I, the impact um, also comes from, you know, many times just not even being aware that we're saying these things to ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. and um, like we have an internal chatter and dialogue and it just becomes part of how we experience the world. But um, we don't stop to, you know, just observe it or, or question it or, you know, so I think that's where a lot of the power comes from. But I mean, I think certainly it, um, it, it's incredibly powerful in that it can drive a lot of, of our, our behaviors. And, uh, you know, this, this inner voice, um, especially if it's critical, can lead to, uh, you know, just these really deep-seated inner beliefs about ourselves that, um, that can have profound impact for, for us um, throughout our lives. You know, not, mm-hmm. not just as kids, but you know, as adults as well. Oh, for sure. I often um, ask people just to listen to the inner mm-hmm. dialogue and see if they can give it a role. Like, is it the, the inner cop? Is it the coach? Is it the critic? Is it the cheerleader? Like, what, what is your inner voice saying to you and, and what role is it taking in your life? And um, people are often very surprised once they kind of go, huh, I didn't know I could sound any different than what it yeah and then can you be just a little bit friendlier to yourself uh-huh. just a smidge <laughs> right right and, um, and just and even just, like having that brought to the awareness can be really powerful mm-hmm. like like asking yeah. that question can you be friendlier it's like oh like you're saying I didn't know that I could but I guess I can Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. That book, for me, inspired by the work of Kristen Neff, um, who is a self compassion researcher, um, and her books. And um, yeah, so that, that was what inspired uh, listening with, with my heart. Um, well, I mean, her work, 
my own practice and then just recognizing that um, just seeing that with not just with students I've worked with, but just kids that I encountered how that critical voice can really start to kick in at a young, young age. Mm-hmm. Sure can. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we do a lot of work or I know, my my experience, the majority of my experience is from, from the schools, and I see that we do a lot of work, and, and I think also even as parents, though, um, talking to kids about um, being friends to others and being kind to others, but not really a lot of discussion on being kind to ourselves or themselves. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting, right? I wonder if it's that we feel uncomfortable with it ourselves, right? It's it's something that we all struggle with, and so maybe we don't feel confident enough to teach it, right? Like, yeah, yeah, or I think, you know, self-acceptance, and then it's like, yeah, but I can't accept myself. <laughs> I know, right? Or I, I think it's even what we were talking about just a minute ago is that lack of awareness that it's it's happening. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I just, I, I thought that there was a need for, for, for this sort of book. So. Yeah, definitely. Now in this, in, um, listening with my heart, you mentioned that, um, one of the steps is to name what you're feeling and that whatever it is, it's okay. So can you explain this process a little bit more? So this is kind of sure. the first step in self-kindness and compassion. Sure. And, um, again, as I just mentioned, a lot of this um, was inspired by uh, Kristen Knapp's work. And one of the – she offers three components of self-compassion. And so one is, is mindful awareness. Um, the other is a common humanity. And the third is self-kindness. And so naming your feeling is just that mindful awareness um, because we have to be aware of how we're feeling or that we're feeling sad or upset or that we're suffering somehow so that, that, so that we can then go on to be self-compassionate with ourselves. So if we're not even acknowledging that we're feeling disappointed or that we're feeling jealous or whatever the feeling is, um, then it, it becomes harder to do, to offer ourselves the compassion and then to do it um, that whatever kids are feeling is okay is, is yeah, so um, that sort of comes with, um, you know, the, the common, common humanity. We all experience sadness. We all experience uh, frustration and disappointment. And, you know, the last thing I want for kids to feel is shame around their feelings. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um and yet I think sometimes they do get they do get messages that their feelings are not okay, right? When kids are crying or, you know, especially when it comes to the messaging that, that our boys get around crying and being tough. And, you know, I think there's still a lot of work to do around countering that narrative. So, um, so yeah, I, I think it's important for, for kids to know that, every feeling that experience is part of the human experience and they're all okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
well, that's just it. You know, it's, they're not right or wrong feelings. They're just feelings. Right. It's just where they are in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's lovely. And I think there, like, as you say, there is more and more awareness about that. Um, but there is mm-hmm. lots of work to do. And uh, I sure appreciate the work that you are doing and writing the books and being a voice and, uh, and sharing with, from your heart. And I know that it will touch many others. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And, and certainly the work that you, you are doing and have been doing is, um, is doing the same. So well, uh, I just wanted to we're all to in this together rec- for sure. Yes. Yes. I think so. I think so. I think we realize there's work to be done and um, yeah, people are uh, just always uh, I, I found so, so generous in sharing their knowledge and receptive of, you know, things that need to be, uh, I don't know, maybe taught or, or learned, um, yeah, it's been it's been really nice uh, to get to share these books with people. Fabulous, and that's exactly what we're going to do with this giveaway. So, um, Gabby has generously offered uh, copies of her books, both "Listening to My Body" and "Listening with My Heart," and you can get these in English. And there's also Spanish versions. Yes, that is awesome. That is English and Spanish mm-hmm. versions. I love it whenever there's multilingual offerings out there. Um, and there's a couple of ways that you can enter to win. All right, so you can go to um, the Yoga in My School Facebook page, and under the Giveaways tab, there's a place there that you can follow some instructions. You need to visit Gabby Garcia's Facebook page. All you need to do is visit, check out the work she's doing. That's one way to enter. You can enter as well by going on to um, Instagram. It will be posted on Instagram shortly. (laughs) This is done. It'll be posted on Instagram, and you can tag a friend on Instagram, and you'll be entered under the Listening to My Body, Listening with My Heart um, post. And the third way that you can enter is you can follow myself, which is at Donna K. Freeman on Twitter. So those are the three ways that you can enter to win. Um, And there is a place there um, on um, my website, and under Fostering Positive Self-Talk and Emotional Awareness with Gabby Garcia. So all you need to do is when you get to my website, which is yogainmyschool.com, um, maybe in the search area, type in Gabby Garcia, G-A-B-I space G-A-R-C-I-I, and it will come up and follow those instructions. You can enter lots, three ways, and you can do that every day. All right? Sound good? Wow. All right. That's Where awesome. Can Thank you for doing that. You? What are all the ways that people can find you and learn more about the wonderful work that you're doing, Gabby? Um, well, I am on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. I'm at Gabby Garcia Books. And my website is GabbyGarciaBooks.com. And for each of the books, I created uh, a, reader's, uh, a reader's guide, an activity guide that goes along with the books. Um, they're, I don't know, maybe like seven or eight pages each. And what I wanted to do is create a resource for people, even if they don't have the books that they could use, because I really feel um, strongly that this is knowledge that needs to be to be shared. And so I think um, those guides, like at least, yeah, I don't know, the majority of it will be useful to people, hopefully, even if, if they don't have the book. So, but I'm, I'm there. Um, yeah, that's where you can get more information about my books. Um, but 
uh, I think Instagram is probably my favorite place to, to post. <laughs> Sounds great. All right, everybody. And, yep, and she's Abby at Gabby Garcia Books on Instagram and Facebook. All right, folks. So definitely follow along. Join in the giveaway. Somebody's going to get two copies of a beautiful, these beautiful, beautiful books that help kids to foster positive self-talk and emotional awareness. So, Gabby, Aww. thank you. Thank you for joining me today, for taking the time and the effort and the energy to publish, to write and put together and publish books. I, I know that that is a huge endeavor. I've done it myself, and, I'm, and I admire anybody <laughs> who, who jumps into that pond. Because it's really, uh. It really is jumping into the deep end and, and learning a whole bunch. So thank you for doing that. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me here today, and thank you for all your work. Mm-hmm. And best of luck with whatever the future brings as you step into this new role professionally and probably personally as well. Yeah. So best of luck. Yes, with it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate being We've been chatting with Gabby Garcia. She is the author of Listening to My Body and Listening with My Heart. And she has joined us live from Texas. Thank you for listening today to the Yoga in My School. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Write us a review. Give us some stars um, because this is how other people will find the podcast. And as I said, I've been going, I've been doing this for a number of years, since 2009, about nine years now. And um, it is truly a joy. It is a labor of love for me. Um, and I love being able to connect with amazing people such as Gabby and many of our, and all of our past guests and being able to share the work that they are doing in bringing light, love, and laughter to the world through teaching children how to take care of themselves, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. So thank you very much for listening. My name is Donna Freeman. I am the founder of Yoga in My School. Be sure to follow on Facebook, on Instagram. I'm at Donna K. Freeman. I'm also got tons of resources on Pinterest as well on Twitter. So thanks very much for listening. Namaste.